When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Night 17 on your Thursday morning. Been a while. But uh, we've been texting now for the last couple of days, and he was um, actually looking forward to this. He was. So I compared it to Trump a couple of days ago. Trump will go on CNN. Trump will go on NBC, meet the press with Kirsten Welker, and Eric Adams will do the same. Joe and Mika, Sid Rosenberg. Couldn't be more different, but here he is making his return to the program. My friend, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams. Mr. Mayor, good morning. How are you? Okay, quite well, quite well. This is not a return. I never went away. You know, uh, I, I enjoy all of the various communications, opinions, and thoughts uh, in this city, and it's part of the fabric of the city. There's nowhere I won't go in New York or nowhere I won't go in America. You know, every block I'm available to. And I'm sure you hear from both sides, right? I mean, there's people, Eric, that love you in this city. I know that. And there are people that uh, don't like you even a little in this city. But uh, right. you don't have an issue talking to either one of those folks, do you? No, so true. And listen, think about it for a moment. People are not saying, uh, I hate Eric Adams. They're saying the position that I have as mayor, just as when I was a police officer, people used to walk past me. Uh, they would say foul things, nasty things. Uh, you know, people hate the symbol of these positions that we have, you know, I'm just an everyday New Yorker, and you got to take the pros and cons. If you're the mayor of the city with 8.3 million people, 35 million opinions, you don't think people are going to like, dislike you, love, uh, adore you? It, you got to take it. It comes with the territory. And I know you mean that because I know whether you've been listening, which I know you do occasionally, or you're, you're, you're my friends or your friends. We've got the same friends, you know. And they come back to you and say, boy, Sid was a bit rough on you this morning. And I think you were a little put off. I think you were. I think uh, you, you felt a little bad that maybe you thought some of my attacks were personal. And they never are. I like you a lot. I mean, I think you're a terrific guy. I don't like everything going on in this city. But um, but I know some of these things do get back to you. So was there, at any point did you consider not coming on this morning? No, no. First of all, uh, there's never a time that you have said something, said, did something, or any other host uh, said or did something that I take it personal and Good. say that, hey, this is a personal attack. This, this, I cannot say it enough how this stuff does not bother me. I get up in the morning, I do the job for the city that I love, and there are people who are going to give you the finger and there's people who are going to give you a handshake. Right. This is the nature of the of, of the business. This is a complicated time in the city. And I just thank God I'm the mayor of the city right now because there are a few other folks who would have run for office. If they would have won, we would have been in a hell of a lot of trouble to make these difficult decisions that I have to make. You want to name some of those folks? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I 
I'll leave it alone. Okay. Uh, I do want to get to the President of the United States, uh, and, and I was guilty of this, too. Just so you know, Eric, because you and I are friends, okay? So I'm going to be honest here. When I say people say, a lot of the times I'm part of those people. So I'm not removing myself. I don't want to be a coward here. When I say people right. say, oftentimes I'm one of them. And there was a while there where I was really angry that you weren't going after President Biden. In fact, I would say enough with the federal government, enough with the national government, hammer Biden. But, but, to your credit, and I just saw this a couple of days ago in the Gothamist, you have done that. You have come out and said President Joe Biden needs to do more. Now, he was here for the U.N. last week and never met with you. Is that the reason why? Is there truly a disconnect between Biden and Adams because you have been deservedly critical of the president? Well, think about this for a moment. When I say the national government, uh, we have governmental leaders that are there. And when you look at this problem of specifically, we're talking about the whole migration and immigration reform. There's been a failure on our national government. And if we point to just the president, we're giving everyone else an out. And I'm not going to do that. There's an obligation to come up with real immigration reform, not allow our city to go through this taxpayers' dollars being spent on something that the national government should go for. And so I point out that we want the president to do more on immediate things, like allowing us to have a state of emergency, uh, like uh, dealing with the course of this. There are things with this that are within his power, and there are things that are within Congress' power. And blocking, blocking real immigration reform is more than the president. It is our national leaders. So you're calling, I guess, uh, Bayorkas, Kamala Harris. I know you've talked about Republicans, too, but the migrant crisis, as you know, Mr. Mayor, is not about immigration reform. Those are two different arguments. But you're calling all of these people to the carpet, yes? All of them. No, actually, it is. The, the migration is an immigration issue. We, we need real, true immigration reform of how we're going to allow people to cross our borders, how we're going to do a decompression strategy, how do we properly uh, vet to make sure who's coming into our country? This is a, a national, and really, to be honest with you, Sid, it's a global problem. I spoke with uh, uh, global leaders over the U- U.N. General Assembly, and we are hearing across the globe how people are coming into cities from Belgium to Paris to Italy, uh, all over the globe, this shift is, is, is happening. And we need an international response and a, a response in our national government as well. Agreed. Mr. Uh, Mayor here, Eric Adams, there's also a rumor I've been hearing, and you can confirm it or deny it. Uh, I know you've asked Biden for money about 40 times now, and he said no every time. But I've been told that he has already put it out there that he's always going to say no, that there's no money at least until after the 2024 election is over. Is there any truth to that rumor? Wait, I, I have not been told no by the White House. Uh, the problem is we need to get a, a, an answer, and I, no one has stated that anything is on pause until after okay. uh, the presidential race. We, can't, we cannot wait until after uh, a race that happens next year to deal with of the relief that this city needs now. I'm, I'm elected to represent the city of New York and the people in this city, and I'm going to stay true uh, to the commitment I made when I ran for office.
Now, Mr. Mayor, I had Nicole Maliotakis on earlier. She, you know who she is, of course, Congresswoman out of Staten Island in Brooklyn. And she asked me a really good question, and she wanted me to pose it to you. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to play the question, because I think it's a question we've all asked, including me, and I look forward to hearing you answer it. You cool with that? Yep. All right, here's uh, Nicole Maliotakis just this morning. Since you have the mayor coming on, you should ask him to not appeal the decision. I'll explain why. On one hand, the mayor is saying he's going to court. He wants to roll back right to shelter. Uh, he says that, right? But on the other hand, here's a victory, a judge's decision that tells him straight out, right to shelter is meant for New Yorkers, not for the migrants. You have no responsibility to do this. This is his out, right? This is what he claims he was looking for, and yet he's going to appeal the decision. Why? It's a good question, Mr. Mayor. Why would you appeal a decision that seemingly is going your way? Well, well first, uh, the even larger question is, uh, I know Nicole. Nicole knows me. She has my number. Instead of having to get on your station and ask that question, why not pick up the phone and call me and say, hey, Eric, um, what are you doing around this decision that the court made? Let's stop politically posturing when it comes down to saving our city. Nicole should be working with me to get Congress to get our resources that we need. And she should pick up the phone like you do and say, hey, Eric, what are your thoughts on this? How do we work, work together? So when she's talking about appealing the decision, I don't believe the right to shelter applies to a migrant crisis. Our team is looking at exactly what we're going to do with the ruling. Some of the stuff that the judge put in that ruling, like this is not a, an emergency. He stated that we created this emergency by allowing people to come in. Anyone knows that I cannot deny people from coming in. So we need to peel apart that entire ruling, the comments that he made, and make sure we don't allow them to stand. There are parts of the ruling we may, and that's may, agree with. We're going to examine that. That's what the corporate council job is, is to do. And so what I hope you do, Sid, and I'm going to do as I get up this call, I'm going to text Nicole, and I say in the future, Nicole, we served together in Albany. I've been on Staten Island more than probably any other man in history. You see me all the time. You don't have to use Sid as the ambassador. Speak to me directly. That's fair, and I think she would look forward to doing that. So now that you brought that up, Eric... <laughs> <laughs> I've got another local politician who would love to talk to you. And you know her, too. Her name is Inna Vernikoff. She's in Brooklyn, represents the areas that I grew up in that you know very, very well. We've dined in those areas, you and I together, pal. And uh, <laughs> yes. she is scared to death that you are you. Or the city is sending migrants to Manhattan Beach. And she said to me, she said, don't let the mayor give out the old answer. Well, they're going to go everywhere. Everyone's going to be impacted. Get the real answer. So you, you address Nicole Maliotakis. What about Inna? Should she be nervous that migrants are heading to Manhattan Beach? Well, well first of all, you know, I did not know you moved from a radio station host uh, to the communicator of elected <laughs> officials. I'm doing. You know, come on. Whatever, whatever happened to good old-fashioned elected officials that talk to each other? They, you don't govern through tweet. You govern by walking the street. You know, it's, it's not Facebook. It's face-to-face -face interaction. It's time for our government officials to really start realizing they are elected not to be activists, but to 
govern the complexities of the city. Well, let me ask you a question, and though. Let me give but, but, but hold on. If Nicole, if Nicole and or Inna, if Nicole and or Inna, for example, okay, because I agree with you. I think it's great. They should. And, and by the way, anytime I have a question for you, you always get right back to me. So you're a man of your exactly. word. But if those people reached out to you, you can get right back to them. You're going to talk to them. Heck yes. There's no. There is no ele- elected official in this city that states. I shot Eric a text, or I called Eric, and Eric did not get back to me. No one can say that. You know, they, people walk down the street, Sid, and my staff gets uh, infuriated that I give people my personal uh, cell number. They say, call me so that I can find out what your issue is. Yep. You know what? No, no I, wanna, I wanna answer the, uh, the councilwoman's question, but I wanna tell you something. You know the biggest problem people are having in this city? They're so used to. Um, BS elected officials throughout history that they don't know they have a blue collar mayor. They have a they have a mayor that has gone through the betrayal of these city agencies and government. You know, eighty five percent, over eighty over eighty percent of my uh, civil service got their contract settled with ninety something percent ratification. You know, I'm for, I'm fighting for working class people, and so since people are not used to that. All of a sudden, they say, well, okay, he's just as, as BS as everyone else. No, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm fighting for working-class New Yorkers. And so to the council person saying, uh, tell Eric, we don't want uh, migrants, asylum seekers to go here. They're going everywhere in the city, don't it? I mean, when are they going to get through to people that we're getting 10000 a month, that we have over 120000 here? So if one council person say, don't put it in my district, then what do they say? Put it in another person's district? We're all in this together, folks. So y'all can yell. You can protest. You can call me names. You can call me the bald-headed, earring-wearing mayor. Call me whatever you want. I got to govern this city, and I'm going to govern this city, and I'm going to navigate us through this just as I navigated us through COVID, through crime, through economic challenges. I'm going to navigate us through this mess we're in. And every elected official in this city needs to stand up and say, we're going to stand with you, Eric, to make sure Washington get us the resources and stop this from happening to New York City taxpayers. Last one, because I want to get to some other stuff, some good stuff you're doing, by the way, the housing address and uh, some bad stuff, like Target leaving. Uh, last one on this. A lot of your critics say the same thing. Mayor Eric Adams now is frustrated. He's angry. You know, he can't handle the situation. Who could, Okay. But he was the same guy, Mayor Eric Adams, who was yelling and screaming, hey, we're a sanctuary city. Come on, come all. He was the same guy that when the buses first got here was right there online shaking the hands of these people. He's the same guy that is putting these people in four-star hotels. Why are there still hundreds of people sleeping outside the Roosevelt Hotel, some of our finest establishments? He's that guy. So, okay, he's upset now. Where was that Eric Adams a year ago, what would you say to that? Well, well first, let's be clear on something. I'm passionate, and I, I find it I find it disrespectful whenever someone shows passion. It doesn't have to be me or anyone else. That all of a sudden is angry. I'm passionate. I'm a passionate New Yorker. I have a New York attitude. You know, you try getting on the train and steal someone's seat on the train. You want to see passionate? You may call it anger. No, this is how New Yorkers talk. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with people. I'm not robotic. I'm not going to try to be so philosophical and theoretical. I'm a I'm a, an opinionated, passionate New Yorker. That's it. If something pisses me off, I'm going to let you know. 
and I'm not going to live with it. You don't see me walking around upset all the time. I enjoy being mayor fighting on behalf of working class people, but I'm going to express it the way I express myself. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fit in the box. What I did is what all of us have, we have all done in this city. There's a reason the Statue of Liberty, folks, sits in our harbor. I don't care if you came from Irish ancestry, if you came from Italian, if you came from Greece, if you came from the Caribbean, if you came from Africa, all of us wanted an opportunity to pursue the American dream. And I said I'm not going to treat people in an undignified way. When early groups came here, they had the right to work and to participate in the American dream. Yeah, but, but in all fairness, and but, but Mr. Mayor, in all fairness, those people did it legally. They were vetted. What's going on here is ridiculous. These people sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For ninety dollars more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For hundred and thirty more, you'll be a Swole member, and for just three hundred dollars more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy. Always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I mean, my kids can't go into school without showing uh, proof of vaccination. You got little kids, God bless them, not their fault, showing up in schools all over the city who have not been tested for anything. So you can't compare what happened at Ellis Island, Eric, to what's going on right now. This is insane. Now, I disagree with you, Sid. I disagree a lot. Listen, the children who showed up in our schools, the law and the rules require and within 30 days they have to get vaccinated if they're coming, if they meet the status that you're just talking about. Okay. Let's be clear on this. Let's be clear on this. I can't stop people from crossing the border, and I do not have the authorization to deport people. That is not within my powers as a mayor. What I must do is whoever come to this city, I must ensure that they treat it with the dignity and respect that our ancestors were treated with. That's what I must do. And so when people came here at the same time, I never said, come one, come all. People attempted to give that impression. That has never been my impression. We, our hearts are big, but our resources are not endless. And I made that clear a year ago, stated this should not be happening to New York City. How people try to interpret that and spin that, that is not the reality. This has never been something that I advocated for. New York City's taxpayers are going through enough already. I have my own crisis that I must deal with, homelessness, educating our children, dealing with these issues. But I'm not going to treat those who came here like our ancestors did in a disrespectful manner with children are being treated unfairly. All right, let's move to a different topic. I think uh, you did a very good job of explaining the last one. Uh, I want to get to uh, Target, and uh, it turns out that they're leaving. And you know, Mr. Mayor, we can't afford that. We can't. We need big business here. We need big names here in New York. And the fact that they can't survive, just like it's going on in San Francisco, Los Angeles, because people walk in and rob stuff every day, I mean, come on, man. That is unbelievable. That's ridiculous. On top of that, you got in the Bronx, you got daycare centers now posing with their, you know, they've got fentanyl drug dealers in there and they're making, uh, you know, these guns, which you talked about with Caban yesterday. What the hell is going on in this city that Target is leaving and our daycares are not really daycares. Instead, they're criminal operations. Well, I think we we should peel back each one of those pieces. First, let's deal with uh, Target. 
uh, we're seeing a decrease in shoplifting. I'm a big believer. These habitual shoplifters who are being arrested over and over, we need to ensure that they're prosecuted. Our job is to make the arrest. You know, our laws must reflect uh, how we deal with these habitual shoplifters. That's a real problem. Uh, Deputy Mayor Banks brought together a large number of retailers, uh, uh, prosecutors, the law enforcement, so that we can zero in on it. I believe we're seeing some good results. We have some more things that we want to do to move further. But let's be let's see, let's be honest with this. I want all your listeners, you know, that are part of the I Hate Eric Adams Club. I want them to go Google other cities. Go look at what's happening in other cities in this country. And then look at what's happening in New York. This city has come back. 99% of the jobs we lost, we have back. 65 million tourists is coming back to the city with predict for this year. We have a double A bond rating. Homicides are down. Shootings are down. Five of the major crime categories are down. You don't see tents all over our cities and, and encampments all over our city. Subway riders are back. We have reached our height again, 3.6, 3.8 million riders, capping out at 4 million. People are back in their office spaces. Major corporations are coming and opening uh, in the city. Amazon just opened a major uh, headquarters here. This city is humming. And so people who want to wake up every day praying that Eric Adams, the pilot, fails and crashes, you better wake up, man. You're a passenger on this plane called NYC. You better hope I land this damn plane and stop hoping and praying that I fail. The city is back. We're resilient. No matter how many things that have been thrown at us, from COVID to crime to migrant, we continue to thrive, not just survive. I know how well we're doing as a city because I have a damn good team that is fighting for New Yorkers every day. I do want to get to uh, the housing uh, address. I like this. I was talking to Fabian Levy about this yesterday, uh, providing housing really in every borough all over New York for folks. I don't know exactly, uh, Eric, when this is going to start, but I think it's uh, it's a great initiative. Tell the folks about that. Yeah, it's what we're doing. We Listen, we've had housing laws that prevented us from building housing. Uh, uh, Dan Garodnik, who's in charge of city planning, Deputy Mayor Maria Torres Springer and their team, they said enough already. We need more housing. We have an inventory problem. Our city has grown because of the popularity of being in New York. Our city has grown, and it is uh, amazing that people want to be here, but we don't have enough housing for it. Your son is going to grow up, and he's going to have to leave the city because we don't have enough affordable housing for him. So our plan rolled out a citywide housing uh, zoning changes. We can convert office spaces to housing. Uh, we can build on larger uh, on footprints of housing, build, build on top of stores and other areas. There was so much restriction during the 60s that prevented new housing that we are reexamining all of that and say we have to build more so we can allow children and families, our, our seniors to age in place, People want to be here in the city, and that's what this plan is about. We're excited about it. We're going to need the city council to help us. We spoke with the uh, speaker who has been excited about looking at housing, and we're hoping they will they will line up with us on this important issue of making the city more affordable. If you don't have the stock, then people supply and demand. People could charge more 
when you don't have enough of the supply, so right. we have to put more of the supply. Right. Last one, like two minutes, we'll let you go. And this is a really a great job, Mr. Mayor, great job. Uh, you talked about other cities, and, you know, you know what people are going to say. We don't care about other cities, Eric. We pay the highest taxes here. I don't care what's going on in Philly or Los Angeles or Atlanta or Chicago. I care about here. So don't bring up other cities. I want to hear what's going on here. But uh, on, a, on a second note on that, crime. Uh, whenever I talk to anybody in your administration, they tell me crime is down in all these categories, and I believe them. I'm, I'm not one to argue. But then I speak to other people who go, oh, hold on, Sid. Cops are not making arrests. They're just not doing it. No qualified immunity. Uh, you know, they, they, they've made the cops, and you're a former cop yourself, Mr. Mayor. They've made the cops feel like crap in the city. And if the numbers are down, it's because the truth is the numbers aren't correct. The cops are just not arresting enough people, and you see these stories all the time. Slashings on the subways, Target closing down, daycare centers led by drug runners and gun makers. So is really is crime really down and people seem to be a little pessimistic about that, Mr. Mayor. Okay, but well, first of all, anytime somebody says you can't compare yourself to other city, cities, that's silly. Uh, how, you have to compare yourself to certain groups to make a determination how well you're doing. It doesn't mean uh, that if, some, if the city is out of control that all of a sudden you can say, well, okay, at least our city's not out of control. No, what I'm saying to people Go look at what's happening in other cities and then look at this city as it continues to thrive out of COVID. A lot of people don't recall what we were like. The city was shut down over yes. COVID. There was uncertainty in our economic recovery. We got a double A bond rating from an AA minus because people saw how this team has managed this city. So we're not going to rest. We're going to continue to move, push forward because that's who we are as New Yorkers. But when you say when you hear people talk about, uh, well, you know, a crime is not really down because we read a story uh, that someone was slashed uh, in their face, and we know, now the city's out of control. Look, stop, folks, stop. You know, go go to Times Square on any night, and you want to see the humming in the city. Go go into your own communities. People are back out on the streets. People are back on the subway system. You're seeing this city recover. I know it sometimes is better to deal with the emotions of how terrible life is, but t- life isn't terrible in New York. Get over it. Stop seeing the way you felt and start opening your eyes to the way you feel. The city is back. I know it's back. I see it every day as I move through the city. I'm up at 5 a.m., uh, through the city throughout the entire evening. You and I, when we went out to eat, that restaurant was humming. Yep. <laughs> you, you, you know the city. Yeah. The city is... Hey, look, and then I got news for you, Eric, too. <laughs> when, when I joined you on those Wednesday nights and we were feeding right. the homeless, the city was humming. Right. Right. And even the people who were on the line, and I'm glad you raised that. I'm glad you raised that, city. You know, that night when you and I were out feeding hundreds of New Yorkers, not all of them were homeless. Some of them were just struggling, New Yorkers. Right. You know, we we need to start asking people who sit at home in their pajamas, under their cover, criticizing everyone. We need to start asking, what are you doing to help people? What are, what are you doing to go out and help people who are homeless, to help people who are in senior centers, who are dealing with loneliness? What are you doing uh, when you go to, um, when you finish your, uh, you know, having your drink somewhere, what are you doing? Too many people are complaining about what people who are on the ground working are doing, that they're not doing anything. 
doing something. It's not that you crafted a nice a tweet somewhere. What are, what are you doing every day? Like the way you volunteer, the way you go out and help different organizations. What are all of these other folks doing? That's the question we need to start asking. We're not holding people accountable for what they are doing. Michael Jackson said it best. Look at the man and the woman in the mirror and ask, what are you doing to help the city that you love instead of just trying to hurt the city that we all love? One of my favorite Michael Jackson songs, Man in the Mirror. Hey, uh, Mr. Mayor, thank you for uh, coming back today. I threw a whole lot at you, and I thought you were great. And whether people agree or disagree, it doesn't matter. Uh, you showed up and you answered everything like a gentleman. And you know I'm rooting for you. I wish you the best of luck. I like you. I think you're a terrific guy. I do. And we may disagree on some of the policies and some of the things you have done. But uh, believe me when I tell you, I'm not rooting for the plane to crash. I want you to land safely. <laughs> and I look forward to our next dinner together. Okay, buddy? Thank you for hopping on yes. today. Yes. Say, hello to, say hello to your great son and daughter for me. I will. Thank you. you too. Appreciate you. Too. you. All Take right, care. Mr. Mayor, you too. Thank you very much. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. We report you decide, Mr. Mayor Eric Adams.